0: So, I'm still not amplified. No, I'm still not getting it there. A little higher. I think a little higher. Can you hear me in back? Great, thanks. Good morning. So, um, these morning sessions at 9 o'clock will be really the invitations into the rest of the day. We'll be offering some guidance and invitations, and, and so um, um, if you need some of that, we encourage you to to be here at nine. And I know that for some of you who have um, an extensive history in practice, um, you have your own inner way of, of formulating your practice, and you already have something in place. So... Um, uh, I invite you to use your practice and to rest in that. And, um, and for those of you who are relatively new to the practice, it's one of the reasons why, at least in these initial periods, there is some light guidance and invitations. And as we go further into the retreat, um, there will be more and more periods of silence. So... Um, just a little preliminary around um, what we're doing here, together. And that is cultivating that capacity of the mind to be aware. So, we talk about the present moment all the time. It's a big, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a marketing campaign in some, you know, parts of our world. What is that for you? you are the only ones that can determine how to arrive here beyond all the things that you do in life, all the things that you're planning that is so easily you know, pulling you into next week or uh, wondering what the next meal is going to be. And all of that is not the present moment. What, what is being fully present? What does that mean? And so one of the invitations that has come to us from this tradition is to embody your experience right now. How is your body being experienced? The Buddha said that being mindful of your body and your breath is actually all you need to fully awaken. There are many different objects of awareness innumerable actually and we will you know allude to many of them in this weekend but one of the fundamental ones is how is your life landing in this vehicle that, you're, that you've been given you have basically six sensory doors because in in, in the Dharma, in the Buddhist psychology you have the five sensories that we understand in western psychology but you also have the mind heart that is viewed as a sense door that you receive sensations and all of this is is in your physical experience so being mindful so even if a thought arises planning about you know some important activity that you have coming up or worrying about a relationship, you know, difficulty that you might be having or a stress. How is that landing in the body? Because you feel every experience. You feel every emotion. But often, we overlook it. And and so, this ability to be aware, it's not about going inward and staying inward. That's a, that's a little bit of a stereotype of how um, non-practitioners view meditation, right? That you're just blissed out. But you're actually cultivating the capacity to be aware so that when your life arises, you will be conscious and not unconscious. That you will be that you will have that capacity to know what do I do next given the circumstances, as opposed to be driven by external messages who tell you what to do or who you are, or your patterns from adolescence or childhood that um, that a lot of us are not aware of. That you can actually be present with what's going on and. Um, and be able to move skillfully into the next activity. So the invitation is to start with something that is relatively neutral but profound. It's the breath. For most of us who, who um, don't have a respiratory condition or an illness, the breath is, is neutral. And how often do you pay attention to the breath? We take it for granted. We don't give it a second thought. And yet, as we were indicating last night, where would you be, where would the energy of your life be without the energy of breath? So, one framing of mindfulness is revealing in deeper and deeper detail that which we take for granted the ability to breathe, the ability to walk, the ability pretty much in this culture to eat whenever we want, whatever we want, to the quantities that we want. That is an example of privilege that not every being in this world has. And to really appreciate that, not take it for granted, this, this layering of oh my gosh, this is how precious life is. It's not just, you know, a cliché or a um, something that I should be valuing. It's that you actually value it in this moment. That all of who you are is so valuable. So... Um, So the initial invitations are really to find a posture that is both alert and relaxed. There's there's no perfect posture, um, but allowing the body to be relatively um, in alignment so that you're not stressing the spine so um, so that the shoulders are relaxed. It helps to have, you're sitting in a chair, to have both feet on the floor to be grounded in, in um, your, your, the stability of your posture. Your hands can be placed either on the knees or together, but just noticing how the hands are placed. And if it's comfortable for you to go inward by very gently closing your eyes, in this tradition that's the general invitation you certainly can keep your eyes open if that feels more comfortable and relaxed for you and if you do just lower the gaze and soften the focus so that you're not seeing one object but just have a diffuse impression of what comes into the sensory organ of the eye. And just allowing the awareness to be broad whether there's energy that you're bringing into the room from perhaps the the drowsiness of last night's rest or noticing the fullness of the morning's meal. Just getting a sense of how your experience with your body is in this very moment. The sounds of the fan that come into your consciousness and pass away. The temperature of the room. And as you invite the awareness to become more and more familiar with your physical experience, allow the awareness to rest in the rhythm of the inhale and the exhale. How is the breath for you, not needing it to be any different than it is, simply noticing is it shallow, is it deep, is it dry or moist? is it possible to notice the entire length of the inhale? Noticing all of the sensations as the air expands the chest. Noticing the pause between the ending of the inhale and the beginning of the exhale. And inviting the awareness to follow the entire length of the exhale as well. this organic cycle inherent to your life with greater and greater detail. And as we indicated last night and this morning, if the mind has a tendency to wander as it will, not needing to judge anything about your experience, but noticing that the mind has wandered and very gently encouraging and guiding the awareness back to the rhythm of the breath that is always with us. The mind may wander, but the breath is always there for us to return to. How is the breath for you in this moment? How is it felt in the body? Often it is helpful to locate where you feel the breath the most prominently. whether it's in the rise and fall of your chest or your belly or perhaps as the air touches the upper lip going into the nostrils. Wherever you feel the sensations of the breath the most strong, Allow your awareness to rest at that point, following the experience of the breath through all of the sensations that flow through your consciousness. Some words from Tom Hennan to support our bringing these invitations and this practice into the rest of the day, bringing awareness continuously from moment to moment in whatever we do, called the life of the day. Like people or dogs, each day is unique and has its own personality quirks which can easily be seen if you look closely. But there are so few days as compared to people, not to mention dogs, that it would be surprising if a day were not a hundred times more interesting than most people. But usually they just pass, mostly unnoticed, unless they're wildly nice like autumn ones full of red maple leaves and hazy sunlight. Or if they're grimly awful ones in a winter blizzard that kills the lost traveler and bunches of cattle. For some reason, we like to see days pass, even though most of us claim we don't want to reach our last one for a long time. We examine each day before us with barely a glance and say, no, this isn't the one I've been looking for, and wait in a bored sort of way for the next when we are convinced our lives will start for real. Meanwhile, this day is going by perfectly well-adjusted as some days are with the right amounts of sunlight and shade and a light breeze with a perfume made from the mixture of fallen apples, corn stubble, dry oak leaves, and the faint odor of last night's meandering skunk. So, a few announcements. Um, and most of these announcements are actually mindfulness practices. Um, so, if there's a need for you to um, be in contact with one of us or Isabel, um, and we're not around for you to tag us, there's a bulletin board that um, Isabel has created for messages, and just post it, and we will check that bulletin board please sign your notes, um, because the issue that you bring, um, we may not be able to necessarily answer in the larger group, so having, you know, a specific contact to reply to you is helpful. Um, This was in the literature and it wasn't mentioned last night, so I really want to bring some attention and care to it. um, That Uh, to really try to be as fragrance free as possible all of the products that are in the bathroom are are chemical and fragrance free and so if you didn't bring your own fragrance free products you can use that and and um, if you run out um, just let us know and we can refill it this is so important in terms of our intention to be as inclusive as possible Um, both Maddie and I are actually quite sensitive which is why you don't see the lily here anymore um, because it was so overpowering last night but um, you know for many of us you know the marketing of these chemicals is insidious in our culture they actually create chemicals that stick consciously stick to us And, and these chemicals actually have a um, a very deleterious effect on on the medical condition of many of people in our community. So that if you know the threshold rises, it's almost like walking into a wall that they cannot go into because it creates migraines. I know that I've you know had had you know inflamed sinuses, and so your attention to this is um, uh, is so appreciated because. It's it's really a reconditioning of our our um, patterns that so often, and I know that you know I have done this in the past too. We define our identities by the products we use. We define our identities by our fragrances, by um, some of the adornments that we 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 um, put on. And as we get into the practice. Of exploring who we are, really, who we are is so much more than anything we could overlay. This body, any product that we could use. So, you know, the invitation is really to explore it, even as an awareness practice. The um, we only took five precepts, but in if you go to Asia, it is conventional to take ten when you go into the temple for like a weekend um, and uh, one of those precepts is to let go of things that adorn the body and um, so even in, embedded in the teachings is this this awareness to um, uh, to let go of, of um, these products so your attention to that is so greatly appreciated um this year we would like to try to connect with you in smaller groups. They won't be intimate, but just trying to create the opportunity. And they're voluntary meetings. You know, for those of you who don't feel the need to check in, you're more than welcome to just continue your practice through the day. But we're also um, very aware that, that uh, with so many people, Uh, people's needs may be different so we're going to have um, two meetings Uh, Maddie will have one and I will have one at the end of this afternoon and then there will be another meeting at the end of uh, tomorrow morning the groups have already been um, divided out and and the lists are in the lobby on the left side of the bulletin board on the left side of this front door and also on the bulletin board next to the rooms that we will be meeting in. So those are the three locations. And just check to see if your name is on the list. If your name is not on the list due to some oversight, we apologize, and just let us know through a note, and we will make sure that um, you will be on one of those groups. So the rooms are on the north side of the building, that hallway that leads to the Appalachian room which is the yoga and walking room. The room next to it is the heritage room where I will be meeting and the room next to that is the seminar room where Maddie will be uh, meeting. So so those lists are up there. Um, And again, they're voluntary. If you want to keep the silence, that's fine. If you want to Keep the silence and just be present, that's fine as well. Uh, We probably won't be able to get everybody a chance to share anyway. So, really, to use it as skillful means. So, we're going to move, you know, as we, as we, as we, in this very short retreat it's really basically two day longs and a sleepover right so you know it's a very short retreat to 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 cumulatively offer the expansion of this practice so periodically we will be adding to the invitations around how to strengthen this capacity of the mind to be aware you know it's a it's like going to the gym you you exercise this muscle and In the beginning, especially either if we haven't practiced for a while or um, it's new to us, we're not going to be able to have the perfect concentrated state. We're not going to lift a hundred pound weight the first time we go. But as as you repeatedly come back, you actually strengthen the mind and heart to come back to the present moment. And the invitation in the walking meditation is to bring this awareness to movement, which is, again, it includes many more sensations, but it's the same practice. The sitting practice and the walking practice are not separate. And I want to emphasize that often um, walking practice is, is viewed as a secondary practice. You know... The time to get a cup of tea, or take a break, or you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, of course, that's that's a good time to go. But when the Buddha articulated the four postures of mindfulness and meditation, he said walking, sitting, standing, and lying down. So the the Buddha was very succinct. He's whatever you know. He, it was he was very precise. So what do you notice about that instruction? He didn't say, sitting, walking, standing, lying down. He said, walking, sitting, standing, lying down. And I think that actually is very telling about the priority he placed on on mindfulness in the midst of activity. So those of you who have a yoga practice are, are familiar with 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 being, being mindful of the sensations that arise and that's the invitation of the walking meditation and I'm going to give a range of invitations because we have a range of physical experience in the room so the the classic invitation again you're not taking a walk you're not going anywhere You're not spending time. You are walking. So, again, this is something, how often when you're going somewhere, do you really feel the walking? Or do you just take it for granted that you can ambulate and move around in the world? Because there will be a time in which that ability will be impaired or injured and often that is the time we become mindful of how precious this experience is be aware of it now that you know on these two little pads that we call feet there are 70 bones and muscles and ligaments that you're you're balancing on and so as you as you lift the feet and move through space and feeling the touch on the ground, and then this shift of weight, this, this rhythm of movement, just like the rhythm of your breath. So the, the classic invitation is, is to take a length, 18, 20 paces, the length of a, a room. You can do it outside, it's a brilliant day. And just walk the length. Be mindful, just like the length of the breath. Notice the ending of the length. Just like noticing the pause of the breath. Notice the turn. How often do we miss transitions in our life? This is, this is the metaphor. This is the template of awareness that we're trying to be attuned to. So that we're... Um, we're aware of, of the entire experience. Sometimes at the turn we lose it. And then walking back the, the, the length. So, you know, the back and forth is, you know, it can feel mundane. It can feel like, what's the purpose? The purpose is in the process of developing this awareness. There is no destination in that in that exercise. Sometimes the, also the invitation not just to feel the lifting, the moving, the placing, is, is to feel the physicality of the walk from the inside out. Feel it from your bones. How do your muscles feel? I, I have a little tweak in my right hip that, that, that I am aware of and. I need to be because I can injure it very easily. So often when I walk, that's where my attention is. So wherever, again, just like the breath, you're placing your awareness at the most prominent place of of the experience. Where do you feel the walking? And, you know, as you're walking, the sensations are numerous. You'll feel the air, you'll see, you'll hear a bird, you'll Again, noticing where the attention is, and then just coming back to the walking, coming back over and over again. That's the repetition. That's how we learn experientially. It's so easy to think that we're in the, in the present moment. It's, it's a little bit more difficult to be in that moment. And this is the experiential reconditioning of just staying present. And for folks who have different abilities in this life, whether they're temporary or more, cro- more permanent, it's not the actual walking that is um, the Im- important process. It's the mindfulness. So whether it's even as simple as getting, just being mindful getting up, from your seat and taking a step or two and if that's what you can sustain over the 30 or 40 minutes that we walk and then sitting back down that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's absolutely fine for the object of your walking if there's something that you can't sustain for the entire length is there a movement in the body that you can? There's a whole um, uh, there's a whole series of movements that you might be able to do with your arms. but the the real guidance is can you be aware of the motion as you as you engage in it? It's a really... Um, you know, this place is, is one of the gifts that we have. We're, we're a little bit away from sort of the urban nature of, of many of our, our environments. And um, I love what Ajahn Buddhadasa said about our practice when he was asked how people in our 20th, 1st century world with all of the technology and all of the um, uh, things that we do. And he said, um, he was once asked how Westerners who began a spiritual life with deep inner wounds, pain, and self-hatred could best approach practice. He replied with two suggestions. First, their whole spiritual practice should be enveloped with the principles of loving kindness. Then, they should be taken out into nature into the beautiful forests or the hills they must remain and stay there long enough to realize that they too are part of nature they must rest there until they too can feel harmony with all of life and the proper place in the midst of all things so as we as we walk that is an opportunity to connect to reconnect especially along this river with the land, with the land that is, you know, that is supporting us, that we are a piece of the larger whole. Because our conceptions of land are so skewed around, we usually consider land in terms of how we own it or rent it or use it. So one of the invitations of the walking meditation is to really feel the earth, to really feel the elements, the, the earth, the fire, the air and the water, the pressure, the movement, the fluidity of, of water, the, the, the tension and the muscular heat of fire. The lightness of air, and as you continue to go through, so this is one of the classic instructions that are in the scriptures of, of of experiencing the walking through the elements. That you that you have a sense that you do not walk on this earth. You are earth that walks. That you are elements that are coming together to be able to move through the world. So we have about 30 minutes left in the walking period and um, for the bell ringer to ring um, about 10 minutes beforehand, maybe both in the hallway and in front of uh, the front door to bring people in for our next sitting period at 10.30. Thank you.